Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Everybody's here, including Fritzy. Come on in and play in the sandbox with us. Coming up a little bit, we'll talk to the uh, actor-comedian Kevin James. Got a new stand-up special. Mark Sanchez, Fox Sports, former NFL quarterback, will stop by as well. Say good morning. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you for downloading the app. That's our streaming partner. You can watch all three hours if you would like to. You don't have to, but if you do, you're a shut-in. You can't get up off the couch, can't change the channel. We're glad to have you. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. Only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards. You got the instant classics. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Seton will provide a poll question or two throughout the day. Tyler's standing by for your phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. The Titans have hired Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. Okay. Let's go. The situation was ownership didn't want Mike Vrabel. I don't know if they said, we don't want Mike Vrabel and we know exactly what we're going to do. We're going to hire Brian Callahan. Now, Brian Callahan has done a great job, got the Bengals to the Super Bowl. He was, he's been there a while, not a household name, not on the coaching carousel where you say we got to get one of those guys. But Brian Callahan is the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. And that's good news for Will Levis. The uh, quarterback there tried to, to develop him, maybe the way they did Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Uh, Bill Callahan, that's his father, Bill Callahan, former uh, coach, offensive or defensive coach, I believe, and uh, was with the Raiders for a long time, Nebraska as well. So uh, Brian Callahan is the head coach of the Titans. By the way, I did not know this. I did not know that the Las Vegas Raiders officially announced Antonio Pierce as their head coach. Now, I'm not surprised they did. I'm surprised when they did it. They announced it at 4.15 Eastern on a Friday. 
That's not when you celebrate something like that, and it's a playoff weekend. How about you introduce him today? You make the announcement today. Big press conference. Antonio Pierce. Players love him. Everybody comes in. Max Crosby. They're all there. 4.15 on a Friday. Because Paulie goes, oh, well, so the Raiders got their coach. Titans got their coach. I said, yeah, well, the Raiders are going to hire Antonio Pierce. And he goes, no, 4.15 Eastern. Now, is it officially official with the Raiders that Antonio Pierce is the head coach? That's what I'd be curious about. But uh, they, uh, uh, it's on their, their website. They announced it at 4.15 Eastern on a Friday. That's not exactly shouting from the mountaintop. Usually that's where you go to high. It's called a news dump. That's usually Friday at 5. Like they at least gave us 45 minutes of possibly being able to process this. If they would have done it at like 5.05, it would have been like, uh, you don't want anybody to know about this? Yes, Paul. Especially a move that everyone agrees with in the public, in the sports media. Everyone thinks this is the right move. Everyone thinks this is a smart move. This is a decision that's going to be embraced by the sports media, I would think. Well, the Raiders, the players wanted Antonio Pierce. I was just surprised that it's, you kind of buried the lead there if you're the Raiders. All right, uh, Seaton, what's poll question? Well, we're very happy about the hire. We're, yes, we're very proud. We're, what are we? Uh, what are we looking at poll question wise? Then we'll uh, get into the NBA here with some big nights last night, big games last night, and it's a good thing that there wasn't playoff football last night as there was the previous Monday because we probably wouldn't be talking about Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. All right, Seaton, what's the poll question today? Yeah, I think we'll start with the uh, the NBA, Dan. Okay. Would you rather uh, score 70 points in a game or lead the NBA in scoring for a season? I'd rather lead the NBA in scoring for a season. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to do both. Uh, you know, so Joel Embiid put up 70 last night against the Spurs, and uh, he's leading the NBA in scoring. What about if you change it to 81 points in a game? Or lead the league in scoring? Or lead the league in scoring. Oh, man. Did Kobe lead the league in scoring when he scored 81? I don't know if he did. But it was also the anniversary of that. Uh, so Monday was, let's see, the anniversary when Kobe scored 81 points against Toronto? It was. Um, Joel Embiid talked about the anniversary that Kobe scores 81 and what it meant to him. You know, from the time I started playing, Kobe was my guy. Uh, he's the reason why I started playing uh, basketball. And it's funny because on the same night he had 81, and, you know, um, you know, that was my favorite player. So, you know, when I started, that was the guys that I was looking, you know, I was looking up to, and, you know, they, they were doing all this. So, you know, if he says it's inspiring, I hope, you know, in a couple of years, uh, hopefully when I'm, I don't have to guard him and I'm out of the league. He, he's able to do the same thing and, you know, go out and break all these records and possibly break uh, Wilt's record of 100 points. Okay. So he's giving a shout-out to Victor Wimbayama. And Greg Popovich was having some fun, and he kind of said, you know, we're, we're going to shut down Joel Embiid going into the game. And I think people took it as... You know, Pop is actually giving bulletin board material, and he wasn't. I think he realized this isn't going to be pretty, certainly for Victor Wambayama, but Joel Embiid is on a different level right now, certainly when it comes to scoring. 
Did Kobe lead the league in scoring when he scored 81? Yeah, he, he did by a lot. It was 05, 06 season. Kobe was 27 years old. 80 uh, games that year. He averaged 35.4. Okay. Yeah. He was taking 27 shots a game. What's Embiid averaging now? Because I thought it was around 33 or 34. May I, I don't know how much he went up by you know scoring 70. Oh, he went up all right. He's at, right now, 36.1. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yes, Marvin. 36. That is insane. Yesterday, his level of skill is so ridiculous. I mean, it was jab step, jab step, jumper. It wasn't like Shaq in 2000 where it was just like, let me just big body these guys. It was pump fake, two dribbles, jumper. But this is where you have really good footwork. That's that's something that you see. Like he's a bigger version of Elijah one from the standpoint of getting at at the foul line. Foul line extended. Uh, he's got more range because he's asked to have more range. Today's player has more range. But Elijah one at the you know top of the key jab step go right by you or hit that jumper. But Joel Embiid highly skilled. And and you know let's go back to when he was leaving Kansas. Uh, had the back injury. He missed basically two years. And, uh, you know, he had foot injury there. So back and foot injuries. And for a big man, you know, that's death to your career. And, you know, when they were doing the uh, the whole process there, people were wondering if Joel Embiid was a bust. Not anymore. Putting up 70. Carl Anthony Towns picked the wrong night to put up 62. <laughs> and they lose the game. And part of the reason that they lost is because of Carl Anthony Towns. That takes us to one of our other poll question options, Dan. <laughs> if you score 62 points but your team loses, did you help or hurt? It, it, it seems mind-boggling that you're going to go, hey, you're part of the reason why your team lost last night, even though you scored 62. <laughs> he had 44 in the first half, but in the final, whatever, eight or nine minutes, he is doing his best to get to whatever he wanted to get to, and he didn't do a good job. The Minnesota Timberwolves head coach, in case you don't know, is Chris Finch, and he had this to say after the loss. No, obviously, we're going to try to feed a hot hand, look for a hot hand, but at some point, we got to get back to making the right play. we got to get back to doing the right things. Um, and, um, you know, that's just... Uh, like I said, there's a lot of ways to be immature. There's always a lot of ways to be immature. Um, and there was a lot of immature performances here throughout the, the roster. We totally disrespected a, the game ourselves. Um, and we got exactly what we deserve. So. Wow. Dang. Whoa. Wow. Okay. They disrespected the game. Well, you can feed the hot hand, but when the hot hand is cooling off, you have to understand that. You can get him to a milestone there, but that was hurting you in trying to win the game because Carl Anthony Towns looked spent last night. You know, halfway through the fourth quarter, and he wanted the ball, and he was forcing shots, and ended up losing that game. I don't know how many guys have lost a game when they've scored at least 60 points. Maybe we should uh, look at that. Yeah, Marv. I know one for certain. His Kentucky teammate, Devin Booker. <laughs> when he put up 70? Put up 70. They lost to the Celtics. And I was like, but Calipari's going to say, how much money did he make oh, for that game? I know. Every time somebody from Kentucky does something incredible, I always go, how many titles did they win? How many titles has John won with all this talent that's made billions of dollars in the NBA? One. One. 
Yes, Todd. That disrespecting the game helped the Hornets get to double-digit wins. They are now 10 and 31. Yes. Yes, Paul. Oh, whoa. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. This is the stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Also, when you're putting up 70 points, how many three-pointers did you have? Three-point line came in in 1979. Dame Litter had 71 points. Uh, he had 13 threes. Kobe, when he had 81, had seven threes. Donovan Mitchell, when he scored 71, had seven threes. Devin Booker, when he scored 70, had four three-pointers. Joel Embiid, 70 points, one three-pointer. David Robinson, he had 71 points, one three-pointer. Yeah, Pauline. Most points scored in a loss. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain's got a bunch of these records. Wilt had 78 in a loss. Okay. David Thompson, you remember him from the Denver Nuggets, he had 73 in a loss. Modern era, Devin Booker had 70 in a loss. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of Wilt Chamberlain on here. Michael Jordan, you perhaps... Perhaps you've heard of him. Yeah, 64. Mm-hmm. This can't be right. Overrated. I don't recall him losing a game. Michael Jordan had 64 in a loss. Never, he never missed a big shot. I can find. Yeah. Michael Jordan had 64 in a loss to the Magic in overtime. Mm. And Michael Jordan had 63 in a loss Whoa, to the Celtics. Gunner. Remember double overtime. Gunner. Yeah. Why don't you pass the ball around a little bit, Mike? Carl Anthony Towns, the newest to this. Little. Yay. Congratulations. Come on down. Yes, Marv. Sorry, everybody, but not to do this, but to do this. Michael Jordan, no one ever brings up that he lost a 63-point game to the Celtics. It's, man, he put up 63. But if there was a, another player, I'm not going to say who, and he put up that, but they lost. Okay, That but, never happens with Michael Jordan. Okay, but that's, that's, that's a young Mike. He wasn't even supposed to play that season, foot injury. Poking the bear, Marv. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying. Okay. If it was another player... And I'm not going to say who. No, you can say who. Devin Booker not playing. LeBron? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. But, you know, Mike was out, broken foot, came back, did what he did in the garden. You know, Celtics were unbelievable that year. So I'm going to give Mike the benefit of the doubt there that he put up 63, dominated, and yes, they did lose. But you're right. If LeBron put up 63 and they lost a playoff game, then we'd be like, oh, why aren't you going to pass it, LeBron? Yes, Marv. Yeah, I'm with you. You you and Paulie are correct on all of it. I'm just saying if that was the other way around, yeah. it would have never been like that. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. But Carl Anthony Towns, go ahead. Yeah. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. Uh, Seton, so what's the uh, poll question we're going to go with? Or do you have more options that you want to uh, throw our way? There's another one there that says, if you scored 62 points but your team loses, did you have a good night? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Did he have a good night? It's a very complicated 62 points. Yeah, I'm not sure if he had a good night. I don't know if he did either. He had a great three quarters of a night. Mm. He did not have a good fourth quarter. And as a result, they ended up losing the game. Yeah. Yes, Marv. Does it also hurt that he lost to the Hornets? <laughs> right. That's if he unfortunate. Lost, if he lost to the Bucks, <laughs> to me there wouldn't really be any shame in that. If he went, well, if he had sixty-two against Giannis, right? Exactly. Then we'd be like, man, he he did uh, his part there, but he did that against PJ Washington. Yeah. No disrespect, PJ. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. 
We'll settle on our poll question. Phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. The actor-comedian, Kevin James. I think we've been in five or six movies together. Uh, Mark Sanchez will stop by as well. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The original light beer, 1975, Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play of the day coming up. Settle on our poll question. Phone calls always welcome. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, really good season. Bowed out against the Detroit Lions. But they sort of had an interesting ending to that game because... There was time left on the clock, and Todd Bowles, the Buccaneers head coach, he decided to let it run out, and he was asked about it, the uh, clock management or mismanagement at the end of that game. The, the Lions were, were taking a knee in victory formation with 12, 13 seconds left on the play clock. Is, is there, like in terms of not taking your last time out, is there like a gentleman's agreement, if you don't do it on the first two like that, that you're just going to end the game? It's not a gentleman's agreement. They were in field goal range. Uh, we'd have had 12 seconds calculated after using that timeout to come back from it. Then we would have been down 11 points. It's kind of pointless. You kind of know when the game is over, and the game was over. 
Okay, you're assuming if they make the field goal. What if you block the field goal? That's a long field goal. 49 yards probably, and more likely to get a hand on something that's that longer than if, you know, it was a chip shot there. I was just, I was kind of surprised there with uh, Todd Bowles and uh, doubled down on it. You know, anything could happen in some, you know, situation. A bad snap, you block it, you got a chance, you have to get, uh, you know, eight points there. Debo Samuel, not sure if he's going to play right now, listed as 50 50. If you're Kyle Shanahan, would you even tell the reporters if he is or isn't going to play? Uh, here is uh, the Niners head coach on Debo's status for Sunday. Kyle, is there any specifics as far as how the imaging came back on Debo's shoulder? Uh, it wasn't broken, so that, that was a real good sign. Um, but uh, still hurting too much for us to really have an idea how it's going to heal, heal up this week. So we just got to be patient, see how he feels on Wednesday, and um, you know, based off if it's improving, it'll give us a better idea whether he has a chance for the game or not. Okay. You wanted specifics on, like, the x-ray. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. You know, just put it out there and be vague. Nothing wrong with that. There's no reason. I Like, I, I always appreciate the reporter who wants to know something, but if you're the coach, why would you tell anybody anything? If you didn't have to, if you can be vague, be vague. Hey, coach. Um, you know, tough first half. What are you going to work on in the second half? You know what? We're probably going to run a fake punt. Uh, we're going to go <laughs> for it on fourth down every time. And uh, I, I think we're going to run the ball the entire time. <laughs> now, don't tell anybody, but that's what we're going to do. It doesn't make any sense. Or if you just put it out there and you said, you know, you told the truth, but then, you, you know, if you're the opposition, you're going to go, wait a minute. Uh, they just said what they're going to do. Mate, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they just said Jared Goff is going to throw 45 times. Uh, they're going to use Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield. Uh, no, they're not going to do that. I, I, I would love to have an honest halftime interview. <laughs> but it's coach, your second-half thoughts. Uh, Tampa's really holding your offense down. What are the Lions going to do in the second half, Coach? Uh, you know what? We're just going to give it to Jameer Gibbs every play. Uh, he's going to get the first three plays, going to be running plays, and he's going to get no matter what happens, he's running the ball in those first three plays. Okay, thank you, Coach. We'll keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. Yes, Todd. <laughs> we do have a flea flicker and a double reverse plan probably early, mid-third quarter. Yeah. But don't tell anybody. Be honest, halftime interview. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. All righty. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. By the way, John Harbaugh was talking about his uh, all-pro tight end, Mark Andrews' status for the game this weekend. Yeah, we'll just see how he goes. Uh, we're looking forward to it. He practiced last week, and uh, I'm sure he'll practice again this week. And if he's ready to play, he'll play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would plan on him playing. Thank you, Coach. Yeah. I would plan, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm probably planning on him play. Like, what's the worst-case scenario? You don't plan, and he goes off, or you do plan, and then you're able to maybe quiet his, you know, uh, impact on the game. The, uh, the honest coach, if I'm John Harbaugh and I wanted to be honest, hell yeah, we got him playing at least 40 plays. I'm going to him first play of the game. We're going to see. We're going we're gonna to put him out there. You know, he's uh, Lamar's favorite uh, target, and we're going to go to him. 
And you know what? It's going to be just a down and out, probably about seven yards. But, uh, yeah, don't tell anybody. We'll keep an eye on that, Coach. All righty. Thank you. A couple of phone calls in here. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan and Dennis. Thanks for taking my call. Real quick uh, question, and then I have a little comment on Patrick Mahomes. But, Dan, do you remember the last time in the NBA when there was a 70 and a 60-point score on the same night? Yes. Yeah, April 9th, 1978. I knew you'd know that. George Gervin and David and Thompson. David Thompson. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that was so, for hey. the scoring title. That They were both trying to win the scoring title. And they both set the first half scoring record at 53 points that same night. So my thing on Patrick Mahomes, I think Patrick Mahomes, like you said yesterday, is already on the you-can't-bet-against-him status. And I think he's already the second-best quarterback in the playoffs all time. And I say that because he has the highest completion set, uh, percentage of any quarterback that has played 15 or more playoff games at 66.8%. He has the most touchdowns per game average, 2.38, and the lowest interception percentage, 1.2 in the playoffs. So I think, yeah, you can't bet against him, and he's going to – I think they're going to beat the Ravens. Okay. Well, thank you, Andrew. I'm not going to put him above Joe Montana because Montana won four Super Bowls and didn't throw an interception in any of those Super Bowls. If if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I would I would purchase I, I would plan on purchasing a house in that neighborhood. <laughs> in that cul-de-sac. Montanaville? Yeah, well, that's Bradyville. But you could go into Bradyville where Montana is there. You, you know, it's a short list of quarterbacks who live in that area. But Patrick Mahomes belongs in the neighborhood, in the cul-de-sac. But Montana was 4-0 and and, you know, had the game-winning drive beating the Bengals. So, I mean, he did it in a variety of ways. They blew out the Broncos. and so, But he didn't throw an interception, and they won four. You know, going 4-0, and you know, you can't kick him off the pedal still there. But if you're going to have Mahomes join them, he's going to join them soon. You're going to six consecutive AFC title games. And he is in that category. It's a small category of that guy's on the floor, on the field, in the game, and you go, I can't bet against him. Tom Brady, same way, couldn't bet against him. Montana, couldn't bet against him. Uh, you know, Tiger down the stretch, you didn't bet against You know, we had Tiger against the field. How many athletes do you go, oh, boy. It's not a question of if they're going to do it, it's how they're going to do it. There's not a lot. There shouldn't be a lot, certainly with the NFL. But Patrick Mahomes is in, because I don't think they're a great team this year. And he's had receivers who have had a lot of drops this year. Uh, Kelsey has been spotty. I think the defense has been better than it normally is. But... I mean, he will truly earn that. There will be no doubt because it was, hey, he plays all of his uh, playoff games at home. All right, I got that. Well, that comes with greatness during the regular season to give you that home field advantage. And then if he goes through these three teams, so at Buffalo, at Baltimore, and then you go to the Super Bowl, that's an impressive run. That's as, imp- as impressive as it will get for Patrick Mahomes. Uh more phone calls coming up. Yes, Paulie. Mahomes in three Super Bowls. He In his first Super Bowl, he had two touchdowns and two picks. In his second Super Bowl, he had zero touchdown passes and two picks. In the last Super Bowl, he has three. He had three touchdowns, zero picks. His career uh, 
passer rating in the Super Bowl is 79.7, based off those first two. The last one was almost spotless. Yeah, he hadn't been great. He's been good enough to win those Super Bowls. But he's starting to get into that conversation, though. But he's for, you, you have to get past Montana. Now, once he does, then he'll set his sights on Tom Brady. I mean, this is the greatest start for a quarterback in NFL history. And now, I don't know if Andy Reid is going to continue to coach. Because I keep hearing this. And this is people in the business who, they keep bringing it up. So four people that I talk to a lot in the NFL, various jobs, and they keep bringing it up, Andy Reid. Now, he's 65. I don't know. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But I don't know if he, what he's driven by. I don't know if he'd want to be in the media. I don't, I don't know. We've had Andy Reid on, but I don't know him. But I, I just keep hearing this. And it does, nobody's reporting it. They just keep wondering and speculating. So does Andy Reid continue to coach? Uh, how long does Travis Kelsey play? you got to, you know, hopefully you're going to get more skilled position players. I mean, they're very fortunate to find Pacheco. Uh, Rice is a good player. I think people thought he was going to have an impact. But if Patrick Mahomes is going to continue this, he's gonna he'll he'll need those reinforcements. And doing this without Tyreek Hill, that's why when you go back to how great they were, uh, and then to do it without that weapon, that's pretty impressive. There, yeah, Paul. Yeah, it's very weird. You talked about having great starts. You know, Mahomes has had an unbelievable start. Brady's start, he had three Super Bowls at the age of 28, right? So he's got three Super Bowl victories at the age of 28. He had a 10-year stretch without a Super Bowl victory, and it still has that. Yeah. It's hard to picture, but let's say right now, Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, hypothetically, and goes 10 seasons without one. It's hard to even think of that as a possibility, but it happened to Brady, who's the greatest. And I wonder how long Patrick Mahomes is going to play, because you already have you know half a billion dollar contract He's 28 years of age. Let's say you play another 10 years. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he could end up right where Brady is. Do I think he'll go on a 10-year drought without another Super Bowl appearance? No, I don't. You would think a quarterback's prime is 28 to what, 33, hypothetically. You know, from 28 to 36, Brady had no Super Bowl wins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had four after the age of 37. But... Even when he won that first one, he wasn't. Cons- they won because of their defense. Brady had a couple of big completions there, and he had one touchdown in the playoffs. So he played three games, I think, had one touchdown. So it wasn't because of Tom. It's like Roethlisberger with that first Super Bowl. It's like Peyton with the last Super Bowl. Certain times you give that quarterback credit, and maybe he doesn't deserve it. Other times... He's absolutely the reason why you're where you are and that you want. Because we had, you know, Jerome Bettis was on. He talked about how they had to settle Ben in the huddle. They was like, you know, he, he was over his skis a little bit there. And Brady, too. Remember, you know, I go back to when John Madden said they should just play for overtime. And we were watching that play yesterday, and then he has uh, a really big completion to Troy Brown. And then that set up the field goal for Vinatieri. Vinatieri wasn't even warming up on the sidelines. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, we're in field goal range. And Vinatieri's over there. And then they're like, hey, guys, you know, we got to get the net out. And then Vinatieri comes in and kicks the field goal. 
they didn't win because of Tom. They didn't lose because of Tom. He, you know, as a young quarterback in a situation like that, don't make mistakes. And he did have one big completion, and that set up the game-winning field goal. Yes, Marv. The crazy part about Tom Brady's drought without uh, any Super Bowls, he probably had a Hall of Fame career in that 10-year stretch. <laughs> he won his MVPs and didn't have any Super Bowls. I think those years he won MVPs, they didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, he had two Hall of Fame careers. Easily, too. Yes. I mean, you might be short one. <laughs> Do you think he had three Hall of Fame careers yes. within one? Yes. If I took his first six seasons, if you get three Super Bowls in six seasons, you're going to the Hall of Fame, right? Well, nobody's done that. Okay, so there's one. Let's say he, he retired at 28. He would have been retired at 28 with three Super Bowls. From 28 to 36, he had two MVPs, finished runner-up for MVP Four times. Oh my god! <laughs> he was all pro four times. He was all he was Pro Bowl every single year, yeah. except for the year he's injured. So from twenty eight to thirty six, that's that. Okay. From thirty eight to forty five, <laughs> thirty eight to forty five, MVP, three runner ups. Uh, checking my numbers and four rings. How Most many? How many times was he runner up for MVP? It feels like it's about seven or eight. I have one, two, three, I got five runner-ups. Oh, okay. Three times third place. Dang. He was top five. If he was healthy, he's top five, basically. Yes, Eden. Are you guys just discovering that Tom Brady was a great football player? Yes. Yeah. That kind of sounds like it. Because during that second or third Hall of Fame career, <laughs> the entire storyline was, I'd take Mahomes any day. I'd take, or I'd take uh, how many quarterbacks would we take over Tom Brady right now? Yes. That's including Jimmy Garoppolo. Seton's correct. In that 2013-14 era, when Tom Brady was kind of banged up and had some seasons where like he had 25 touchdowns and 11 picks, and I could find you people said, he's falling off a cliff, mm. things like that. Oh, Jimmy yep. Garoppolo was, <laughs> I would dump Brady today for Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. And we don't even drop in the handsomeness scale. Well, Belichick... Did that. He tried to do that. <laughs> so the greatest coach of all time wanted to kick Tom to the curb. Uh, turns out Tom Brady was a hell of a quarterback. Yeah. Three three Hall of Fame seasons. Uh, yeah, yes, Marv. This is kind of the point you were making yesterday about not appreciating greatness while it's right in front of you. Yeah. Because we're so busy trying to push Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes is still right here. And we tried to do that with Tom Brady. The Patriots did that yeah. with Tom like. Hey, Jimmy, he's handsome. He's kind of a good quarterback. Sorry, he's younger. Tom. In yeah. that order. Yeah. In that order. Yeah. Right. Three Hall of Fame careers? Yeah, I know. Kobe's Easily. only got two. But we do look at somebody right in front of us, and then we want the next. It's like, yeah, he's good. Or you're waiting for somebody. We're, we're trying to get Josh Allen into the conversation or Trevor Lawrence into the conversation. They're not there. Justin Herbert. Lamar is there, Justin mm -hmm. Herbert. Lamar is there, Mahomes is there. It's weird how yesterday there was this outpouring of support for Josh Allen. Like he needed a you know support group here. Like, hey, he's going to be back. And, and I'm, then it felt like later yesterday there was this outpouring of anti-support for those supporting <laughs> Josh Allen. Market correction. Yeah. Like, hey, why do you guys keep rooting for him? And it does feel like wishful reporting here. We want Josh Allen to be playing for a big game there. Okay? It doesn't work that way. Yes, Todd? Which then led to the question, will he ever get to the Super Bowl or win one? Yes. It feels like he's going to be further away next year. Although I had the odds. 
I have DraftKings odds. Super Bowl odds for next year. Yeah, I got them. But you're going to have to wait until after the break. We got our play oh, of the day. come on. <laughs> come on, Dan. Come on, Dan. Crying out loud. <laughs> going to have to wait. Buzzkill. Play of the day's up next. Okay. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Embiid and David Robinson with games like that. Embiid with the ball after a steal. Joel drives it down the lane. Left-hand lamp. It's up and good. 70 points for Embiid. 133 to 118. Embiid broke the Sixers franchise record as 68. That was scored by Wilt Chamberlain in 1967. Courtesy of the Sixers radio network. They were celebrating, and rightfully so. When it comes to celebrating uh, major sporting events, no other city compares to Las Vegas. It's a city where spectacle and celebration woven into the fabric of that community. Las Vegas, where conventional was challenged and unexpected embraced. It's not just celebrating, it's celebrating with an edge. I kept you on the edge of your seat as we went to commercial break. I have the Super Bowl odds for next year. In case you're wondering about Josh Allen and should you be rooting for him next year to finally get to the Super Bowl. All right, Todd, 
the team with the best odds for next year to win the Super Bowl? Baltimore. Seton. 49ers. 49ers would be correct. Second best odds for next year, Marvin. Chiefs. Bloop, bloop. Whoa. Third best odds, Paulie. Ravens. The Buffalo Bills, then the Ravens, then the Lions. The Lions are tied with the Bengals. That's according to uh, DraftKings. That's ambitious. Eagles, nowhere to be seen. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Plus 2,200? Yeah. They stink. I know. They stink. Too soon, too soon. Have they announced that Nick Sirianni is officially coming back, or do you have to announce that he's coming back? We say the Texans have better odds. Than the Eagles? Than the Eagles? I think they do. Is that what we're saying? The Cowboys? I think so. All right. Uh, Poll results so far, Seton. Jeepers, creepers. It is ugly. Uh, Poll results, Dan. We have up there right now, um, you would rather score 81 in a game or be the NBA scoring champion. Okay. Right now, NBA scoring champion is winning 67% of the vote. Yeah. Paul is in the 33 yeah, but you know you have guys who have scored a lot of points, like Bradley Beal, uh, Kemba Walker. I mean, they've scored at least sixty in a loss. Um, Wilt did it eleven times. <laughs> he lost eleven games where he scored at least sixty. Jordan lost three games when he scored at least sixty, and then. It's a group of Carl Anthony Towns, Bradley Beal, Dame Lillard, Kemba Walker, Devin Booker, Bernard King, David Thompson, and George Gervin. Now, did they lose? Did both lose those games on the final day of the regular season? They were both going for the scoring title. Did David Thompson and George Gervin in those games, not against each other, did they lose those games? Because I know they're on the list here. I don't know if it was those games in particular, that they lost. But putting up some big numbers there in a loss. Yeah, Paul. You know, you could win the NBA scoring title and people will not even really notice it. Like, I think Durant's got one, Westbrook's got a couple, Harden's got a couple, Curry's got a couple. It's really great, but 81 is like a moment people will remember. Yeah, but 81 is like a hole-in-one. Like, oh, man, you had a great moment It's like a hole-in-one at the Masters. Okay, a hole-in-one on 12. All right. Great. I want to win the Masters. If I have a scoring title, I was great the entire season. You were great for one night. Kevin Durant, I think, had 43 last night. Like It, it doesn't even make the headlines. It's like, uh, oh, man. Oh, by the way. Yes, uh, Seton. Yeah, that's one of the things Like uh, that reaction Kevin Durant had. Funny, he's like seventy. Really? <laughs> that's that's why one of the reasons why I love Kevin Durant. He seems to me like a genuine fan of the game. Like he truly loves basketball. And if he wasn't, he still watches every night. He still cares about the little things. He still, I love that about him. Yeah, I you know being on social media and then they're telling him in the press conference they're like Embiid had seventy and he's like seventy <laughs> like like and he has this smile on his face like wow man that's crazy he put up seventy and he, that's that's a dude who could score he he was reacting the way we were yeah yeah it's like seventy I love that about him yeah because Paulie sent out the text and goes uh, Embiid had seventy I said Carl Anthony Towns had sixty two and lost. Yes, uh, David Thompson and George Gervin, both on that same day in 1978, 
David scored 73. Ice had uh, 63 and both lost. No three-pointers back then. Although David wasn't a, a deep shooter, Ice probably could have been, but he was more. They, they both attacked the basket. I mean, you still look. Nobody's been like Ice Gervin. As far as scoring, uh, he could score any way he wanted to. And he was about 6'8". Uh, you know, he was so thin, but he had that ability, so many different shots at so many different angles. Underrated. George Gervin, underrated. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, Mike in Orlando. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind today? Hey, DC, good morning. Good morning. So, so I, have a, uh, I have a shower of shame bet i got to pay up on. Um, at the beginning of the NFL season, I called in and made a very silly bet with Marvin and Seton on the correctly, correctly picking the order of the NFC North. I, did, uh, I went with Detroit, followed by the Bears, and the Vikings and the Packers. Let's just say that was not good. So, <laughs> so um, I'm calling for suggestions. What should I have my wife uh, pour over my head this time? Last time I lost a bet with you guys, uh, it was the World Cup, and I had I had my wife pour eggnog over my head. So, any suggestions? Uh, Todd just raised his hand. <laughs> How about a nice big jar of pickle juice? That could be fun. That could be fun. <laughs> and, and that smell will last quite a while. I once dropped a jar of pickle juice when I was a kid in the kitchen for smelled like for a week. It smelled like a deli. <laughs> Any other suggestions for Mike? Since he lost the bet to you guys, if you would like to offer up something, Marvin? Honey. Ooh. Remember we did that to Gus? We were in uh, at Santa Monica, oh, the Santa sand. Monica Pier. That was terrible. It was honey, and then it was sand, and oh. then he he got washed off. He put his clothes off to the side, and he woke up, and it was full of ants. He, <laughs> but Gus paid off a bet where he poured honey, and then uh, we poured sand on him at the beach. Yes, Todd. How about a bunch of melted cheese since the Packers in the NFC North would take one of the teams where you can have the most messy city kind of food. Not hot cheese to burn his face, but okay. melted cheese for the cheese heads. The rare version of cold melted cheese. Yes. Bubbly melted cheese. How about he gets assaulted by a Viking? You know, a true, That's good, too. Like, are we going to do this? Yeah. Send him back in time. Like a beheading. Yeah, yeah we, we put him into a Reno with a lion. Yeah. Oh. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Says the guy who rarely gets into any of these bets. I do not. Yes. I'm very careful that yes, way. Yes, of course you are. Very, Scared. Yeah, very Hey, soft. All right, uh, Kevin James, actor-comedian, will stop by next hour. And Mark Sanchez, the Sanchez. Always good to have him on. More phone calls as well. Got a new poll question. And we'll bring back some comments that Kobe Bryant made. I asked him to choose his 81-point game or his final game when he scored 60. We'll have that for you coming up here. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge 
Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.